Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? Happy Friday to everyone. We are covering Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 24 today. It's entitled, Jesus, Our Treasure. This passage gives such an incredible picture of who Jesus wants to be to us and for us and what that can look like in our lives. Verse 19 begins with this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. As Jesus begins to tell people that we can actually store up treasures in heaven. I know I've asked myself, what does this look like? I know how to save money aside. I know how to collect and buy things that I enjoy. I know even how to pour into relationships and organizations and like a local church to build up its people and to strengthen them and to make different organizational things. And all of these things are good, but Jesus wants to clarify to us how to really do what's best for our eternal state and for our current heart. Verse 21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I want to quick give us a picture of the nature of God. God existed before all other forms of creation. One of his names is the I am that I am. Basically, I am self-existent apart from any name, any descriptor, any perception you have about me because all of your perceptions came by me creating you to be able to perceive and all your perceptions of how you view me are through the lens of how you view me in relationship to created order. He says, I am holy. So here's the thing. Everything he created... Every molecule, neutron, electron, protron, every light particle, everything that came from him was to reveal his glory, to reveal his love, and to be something for us to enjoy and to connect our hearts back to him. So one of the most dangerous things we can do is actually relate to the physical world different than how God designed it. If you begin to put your treasure in a future event that you hope to go to, if you put your heart's treasure in the finances you've accumulated, you are on unsafe ground because the physical world has so many variables that you can't predict. And when your treasure is in something in the physical that a thief could come in and take, that moth or rust could destroy, your heart is not safe. I can't tell you how many times I've built up a hope or an expectation in a relationship. Uh, or I've put hope in receiving some type of finances and it doesn't come through. My heart is hurt. And like scripture says, a hope deferred can actually make the heart sick. 
There's an actual sick feeling because my heart was in that treasure, as Jesus said. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, what can we do about this? Let's continue reading and see how our hearts can be safe in an age where God's given us physical things to steward, but God's also pointing us to the invisible one so that he could become our treasure. Verse 22 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? It almost feels like Jesus shifted topics on us, but he didn't. He gave us a perspective through which to look at the previous paragraph. The eye is the lamp of the body. Picture an old house 2,000 years ago in an Israeli context, and they had a lamp structure. And these lamp structures would be in the house so that when the sun set, they could apply flame to it, to the oil, to the wick, and the fire, the flame on that lamp would illuminate the whole house so that they could experience relationship with each other and relationship with all the things in their house. Jesus says, in the same way, your eye is the lamp of your body. What does that mean? What we take into our eyes, what we gaze upon and what we focus our eyes on is the darkness or the fire that then illuminates the rest of our life. I want to clarify a few points. The eye here is not just physical. I could say, look at your hand right now and you could look at it and see it. I could also say, I want you to bring up a memory, a favorite memory to your eyes, to your mind And I want you to reflect on what you were doing in that favorite memory. All of a sudden, in your memory or your imagination, you begin to see a picture of the past. Now, I could also say to you, I want you to consider what you want to do tomorrow and begin to visualize and plan out what you plan to do tomorrow. In your eyes, you would begin to see imagination about your future. God made our eyes in the physical to actually be a doorway to the deeper eyes of our imagination. He's inviting us not only to see the physical world around us, but he's inviting us to relate to him through the past, the present, and the future. Before we move on, something that's so important to realize. God made us in his image. He's the God that was, the God that is, and the God that is to come. He has given you an ability to see into your past, not to travel back there because he's limited us to the present, but he's given us an ability to remember the past, and the past is designed from God for us to be accessible that we could draw from the past all the treasures of who God is, who he was to us in those moments, and the lessons that we can learn from our past to better position us to walk in love in our present. If the eyes of your heart are filled with visions of how you failed in the past and how God didn't come through for you, know that the enemy is trying to blind your eyes. Just like if someone were to run in front of me right now and create a bunch of distractions, my physical eyes would be drawn to the distraction 
versus the other things that are more important for me to look at. In the same way, the eyes of your heart or your internal spiritual eyes are full of the distractions of the enemy, reminding you of the ways you failed in your past and reminding you of the ways you felt failed by God in your past. Be of good cheer. The Holy Spirit is here to light the flame of your eyes so that you could see by revelation how God views your past. Now, we won't go into the future that much, but Jesus has given us these eyes as a lamp. What does that look like for me, for you? What I do is, is I ask today, God, show me who you are. Whether through the physical world, through creation, through my daughter, let me see you more clearly. God, let me see you in my past. Bring to mind ways that you've been faithful to me. And all of a sudden, memories start to flood our body, our soul. Or God, show me the future and what you have planned for my life. And he'll even begin to give you pictures in your imagination. All of this is a part of putting your lamp before God and allowing him to light it. When the fire of God in his revelation touches your eye, your physical eye, your spiritual eye, It begins to light up your whole body and your whole life as he reveals who he is. Now, how does this fit with money? Because in verse 24, Jesus continues and says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. This is so important because in a created world, in which money or finances is the way that humans attribute value to something and then exchange creation with one another. We exchange food, clothing, time, services, our gifts. All of it is exchanged by money. Now, what is Jesus saying? He has created creation for us to enjoy, for us to steward, And for us, like it says in verse 19, to store up treasures. I want to encourage you today. What Jesus is saying is not throw away all your money. Your money's bad. Or run away from creation. It's bad. He's rather saying who and what is your treasure and where is your heart? I know that my physical eyes are located, of course, at the top of my head, and God designed it as such because that was the best vantage point for me to experience the physical world. The eyes of the heart or the spiritual eyes are located in the center of who you are in your heart. While God wants us deep in our heart to relate to creation and finances, One of Satan's primary temptations is to cause the eyes of our heart to focus on money as our means or our God to enjoy creation. Some would say, well, the more money you have, the more fun you can have, the more of creation you can own, possess, and enjoy. In God's economy, it's different. There are many of us right now whose eyes are on money. Our heart is on money whether we're thinking of the past of ways that we didn't have enough money and we couldn't get this, this, and this, or we're thinking about our future and our needs for money, for retirement, for getting elderly, for living the dreams that we want to. 
the attention that our heart gives to money and the eyes of our imagination that we put on money and finances becomes a candle with no light. And if your heart and your eyes are focused on that, you don't have the light of revelation. So what Jesus is saying to us even through this is look at me. I'm the one that created everything. As much as you can enjoy anything in all of creation, how much more can you enjoy me? I have been so encouraged to discover that every desire that I have to enjoy creation came from God. And every depth of an ability to enjoy creation came from God. And so as I make him my treasure, he helps me to discover and enjoy him through the eyes of my heart. And yet one of the ways that he leads us into that enjoyment is hand in hand with him, we enjoy creation. We store up treasures even in creation, not for self-centeredness or ourselves, but to bless others. And as you bless God and you bless others, God and your fellow human beings become that treasure that will never spoil, that will never fade, that you will have forever. And this inheritance for you is growing even as you invest into God and to others now. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by his spirit who indeed is this Jesus. Jesus.